Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. While I'm talking, I'm actually putting the do not disturb uh, on yes. my phone. Because, yes, we know. have a very busy show. Um, I guess the first thing to mention is that Kevin McCarthy has announced his retirement from yeah. Congress. Yeah, you know, it, it brings into a lot of questions, but uh, I don't know what's going on. you got Republicans dropping out. Uh I would think the Democrats. There would be some there. That I don't think so. Too, I think they're... I think they're looking. I think they're they're chopping at the bit. They're just waiting for a couple more to fall by the wayside, and they'll have the majority back without even trying. And that's what's happening when you think about it. Because McCarthy's not waiting till the end of his term, which would be the twenty twenty four elections. Well, no, no, is McCarthy he... is waiting until the end of the year. <laughs> All right, end. let me ask you a question here. He, he, yeah, end of this year, right? Yep. Okay. So they say they're going to do the inquiry in Biden. Well, it doesn't matter. Now we're going to be down to two. And so even if they decide to go for it, and then there's two more that may drop, and they, oop, there goes the majority. Um, so it almost seems like, you know, Biden's got protection no matter he where he goes and how deep he is. And it makes you wonder. I mean, there was, you know, I, I woke up this morning and they're going, Trump said, you know, that he is going to be a dictator. I heard that last night this morning. Dictator, dictator, di- dictator. He said it. You no, know, listen I heard, to I heard Sean I heard him say what he said. And it was yeah, a joke. He said it was a joke. He goes, he goes, here's what I'm going to do. On the first day, I'm going to close the borders, and then for oil, I'm going to drill, drill, drill. That's what I'm going to do on the first day. That's it. I'm done. That's my dictatorship. That's it. Yeah. And everybody in the audience laughed. Everybody yeah. in the so, audience knew it was a joke. If you're a Democrat, pay attention to all the negative stories that you hear. Go out and research them yourself. Don't believe the news. Take your time and go research it. And if you can't find it, I mean, just like they're an idiot, you're an idiot too because you are being lied to. You're being, they got their fingers up their, your nose and they're dragging you along right behind them. Yeah. And well, I, I, I have no respect for you then because uh, then you're stupid. Ken Buck is, who's also announced his retirement at the end of his term, uh, is somebody you can't count on to vote with the majority. So, I think that he's going to fall by the wayside, which means now we'll only really have one, one. Oh, uh, oh they're di- going to go. Le- and that, that one person will, uh, it could be Thomas Massey, who I thought was a pretty reliable guy. He's not. You know, these people have got their own agendas, folks, and they don't necessarily align with our agenda, the people's agenda, okay? They, I think you're going to find out somewhere down the road that a lot of these people uh, are in that office. It's a money-making venture for them. They're seizing their own personal opportunities while they can. Well, you know what's going on now in the Senate, in the Senate too. Now, Manchin is out, right? He's 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 stepping down and uh, going to let somebody else run. One Democrat is running for that office in West Virginia. One, uh, and he's a socialist. Oh, well, I mean, he'll be he'll fit right in. He'll he'll fall He's right a into the big time well, socialist. I got a couple of things I want to play for you today. Speaking of socialism, 
All right. Oh, you just, you yeah. just, you just walk no, me welcome. towards you're that. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Yes. When uh, we're in sync, we're in sync. We when sure we're are. Off the, when we're off the turnip. Massachusetts <laughs> Representative Ayanna Presley. Oh yeah. She yes, was I, out yeah. yesterday, and she was talking. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but she was talking about how she thinks that people who are incarcerated and and 16 years old should have the right to vote. You cannot make this stuff up. That's why we're here today, to introduce the Inclusive Democracy Act, a historic, brand new, first of its kind bill that will end the stain of felony disenfranchisement in America and guarantee the right to vote for incarcerated and formerly incarcerated citizens. Our bill is a reflection of bold, progressive, democratic values. Because with Republicans and the Supreme Court stopping at nothing to undermine voting rights and to exclude black and brown folks from participating in our democracy, we must do, we must be just as relentless in protecting and expanding access to the ballot box, including for incarcerated citizens. You can't what make this stuff up. What a load of fertilizer. You that was a bunch <laughs> of crap. Bill, Bill, what, what amazes me is she talks like these people are being deprived of their rights. But, but understand, uh, Ayana, Ayana, they're in prison. They're being deprived of their freedom, too. Should we allow them to go out? Well, uh, that's next. You shouldn't, that's got to so, be next. So, so, so actually, they shouldn't be incarcerated. We should just pat them on the wrist and send them on their way? Exactly. As a matter of fact, we ought to give them the names of all the, uh, the, you know, all the Republicans around. Say they got unbelievable. Money. Well, you know she's not alone in her quest for stupidity. Because no, she said it undermines our democratic. What was it she said? Our uh, our democratic I'm, values or whatever yeah. it is. You know, no, it it undermines by them not voting uh, the democratic plan to go out and dig up voters where well, they can. You I know, was just going to say that up dead people. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what Dick Durbin is doing. Dick Durbin is oh. another clown. Dick Durbin is from Chicago. He's a senator. And uh, you heard Ayanna Presley saying we should allow prisoners and people who are in jail to vote because we're taking away their rights. And I was thinking, Ayanna, that's the whole object of prison. We we put them in prison because uh, we're denying them the freedom of being out there in the public. We're denying them of a lot of rights. We, we wake them up when we want them to be awakened. We put them to bed when they ha- when we want them to be put to bed because they've lost their independence and their freedom because they've violated our societal rights. But anyway, um, Dick Durbin, another numbskull socialist, and he's been in Congress forever. He's a, a guy who's been there probably four terms, maybe, maybe more. Uh, right. He has an idea uh, as to what to do with the illegals. Listen. What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our, our shores and our border. But there is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country, 
and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like. You can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them a chance? I think we should. Okay, so Ayanna Presley says we should allow prisoners to vote. And now he's saying we should allow uh, illegals to join the military because we can't get enough people to join. First of all, um, Senator Durbin, the reason why people don't want to be in the military right now is because you guys have made it so woke and so unmilitary that uh, it's an embarrassment to be a part of it. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. something they don't want. They don't want to be in. But you know, uh, he he has he's talking about how we really need to increase our our numbers, and this is a great way of of getting that number up. And I'm thinking, wait a second, you you think it's a great idea to bring people we don't know into the country and then put them into our military so that we can rely on them to defend our country with the carrot at the end of the stick being that when they're done, if they do it honorably, they can be citizens in our country. But, I mean, we don't know who these people are. It's tough enough, it's tough enough relying on on some recruits who are American citizens to do the right thing. Right. But you're going to get some guy who, who uh, walks across the border uh, from God knows where, and you're going to put him in a uniform, and you're going to say, okay, now you're going to risk your life for us. You're going to do exactly what we say. I'm sorry. That is, that is stupidity. You know, now, listen, there are some people who come into our country, I know this, and they have like uh, visas uh, or they're on the waiting list to become citizens. And in the past, we've given them the option on occasion to be citizens by joining the military. But those were people who were, they were vetted to a certain extent. We knew who the heck they were. They were coming in through proper channels. You, you know, they weren't citizens yet, but they were known to us. They had uh, declared themselves the people he's talking about allowing into the military, Durbin, uh, are people who literally came out of the hills or the, the plains or the deserts of Mexico from God knows where. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they're bringing. We don't know what they're... I got to play another cut for you. I got so much audio today, Bill. You could sit back, oh, relax, and, and, and smoke a stogie. Yesterday we talked about that uh, staging hotel in. I said it was Nicaragua. I was wrong. It's in oh. it's in Colombia, Colombia. Okay, and what's uh, the diff? You know, I mean, th there's a guy named Muckraker. That's what he calls himself online, and he essentially is a online reporter. He goes out with his his little camera, and he literally goes all over the place, including Colombia, uh, and he acts as a reporter. He's not being paid for by a network per se, but he's he's getting some great 
stories out there. They're legitimate. And uh, he was down in Colombia, and he filed this. So right now we are in Colombia at the Cabanas Rio Mayo Hotel. And this hotel that we stumbled upon by accident is a major hub, a major transit point meeting place for Chinese foreign nationals that are on their way to the United States. And last night when we were here, we were eating at this hotel restaurant, and we were the only uh, foreigners that were not Chinese. I mean, the, literally the entire hotel is just Chinese foreigners. Uh, we spoke with the hotel staff here, and they confirmed that. And while there are some women and children, it's mostly military-aged males. There's some right behind me right now, actually. We showed you in a previous video of ours a Chinese blueprint that's distributed amongst Chinese in uh, WhatsApp groups. And this is actually one of the stops on the blueprint. It says to stop in Pasto. That's where we're at right now. We're on the outskirts of Pasto. The point is that the Chinese have very sophisticated, quote-unquote, migration networks all the way up to the U.S. border. And this hotel that we're at is proof of that. It's all Chinese, and for some reason, they all know to come here. It's because they are in direct communication. People that are further up the trail or that have made it to the United States are telling people that are on their way, hey, this is a hotel that's safe for you. Uh, we also found we are staying at this hotel. You know, they're expecting Chinese. You can see a lot of the writings, a lot of the signs in this hotel are written in Chinese. Again, this is further proof that it's not by accident. It's not just some sort of one-off occasion that there's all of these Chinese nationals here at this point. This is a known hub, a known meeting place for Chinese that are in transit on their way to the United States. We spoke with the Chinese national who's staying here right now, who's going to be trekking through the Darien Gap and going up to the United States. His destination is either New York or Los Angeles. And he told us that there are definitively Chinese Chinese spies in the United States. Are the Chinese police in the United States? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you worried that the Chinese police can find you in the United States? Yeah. Yeah? I'm afraid. So what he's doing right there, uh, the long pauses there at the end, that's right. because he was holding, it's amazing what they have nowadays, uh, an app, a translation app, where the guy will ask a question in English into the app, and it will translate it for for the uh, guy to read in Chinese. And in reverse, he'll say something in Chinese, and it'll be translated back to English to the guy who's doing the interview. But what at the very end, he said uh, he asked a question. He said, "Are you afraid of of uh, Chinese police being in the United States?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then he said, he continued by saying, plain clothes police, plain clothes police. I thought that was quite, uh, in the United States, you know, I, this is a guy who's Chinese going to freedom, supposedly, and he's worried about uh, being followed by Chinese police in the U.S. This is the kind of environment, by the way, that Joe Biden and, and his administration has fostered. You mentioned something yesterday, Bill. Uh, oh. About no, I, I it was about five thousand dollars that uh, uh, they well maybe you didn't mention it maybe I found it myself but anyway Sheriff Lamb from Arizona put a video together and listen to what Sheriff Lamb I think he's from Pinell County in Arizona. Listen to what he has to say. Hey folks, Sheriff Lamb here. So I got a truth bomb for you. You know, we see all these people coming across, mostly military age men coming from China, from Africa, from all over the world. Uh, most of them not even being vetted when they come in here. But here's what's really gonna bother you. When these folks come across and they're processed, they're being given a cell phone, 
a plane ticket to wherever they want to go in this country, so probably to a community near you, and a $5,000 Visa card. So while this Christmas season, you're struggling to keep your lights on, uh, while you're struggling to pay your rent, put Christmas presents under the tree for your kids, we have our government giving people that came into this country illegally $5,000 gift cards. That's the truth, folks. Unbelievable. $5,000 gift cards to uh, the illegals. But what he doesn't tell you and what we've told you on this show is besides that, they get $2,500 a month payments. Right. Now, let me ask you a question here. They're getting $5,000 up front, and they're getting the $2,500 a month. And I'm sure there's other other perks that they have, too. And uh, plus, they're, they're really pushing hard. To sneak these people in to vote in the election, mm-hmm. uh, you heard what uh, you know, and we've heard about it before, but it's always gotten pushed back. But Biden yesterday sat there and said, "No, nope. four point eight billion dollars for eighty thousand four hundred people in student loan forgiveness. Where the hell is all this money coming from? And why aren't they helping, you know, John Q. Public? But no, they, no, no, they no. That, that that would be too logical." That would be much too logical. But the, their idea of uh, a great system is is funding these illegals who come in and poison right. our—I say poison our society. I don't mean that they all poison our society. I don't mean that at all. There are some people, good people, and, and maybe well-meaning people. But there's also—and it's been said by uh, people like the FBI director, Christopher Wray, in testimony a couple of days ago. He said— right. He said unprecedented levels of terrorism on our country. That didn't happen because we shipped them in by plane. It's because they a lot of them walked across the border. So we're poisoning right. our society. Exactly. And by the way, Bill, they they uh, they stopped a truck yesterday at the border in Arizona. They found a mm-hmm. million dollars worth of fentanyl in the truck. Million dollars worth of fentanyl in the fenders and under the seats. That's a uh, lot of fentanyl. That's Bill. That's the stuff that they have caught. How, yeah. how about the cars that we missed? You know, for every car that they they stop, they probably Ten get away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, this was like uh, back in the seventies. This was the stuff that a Cheech and Chong movie was made out of. You know, like, hey man, we got a van that's made out of marijuana. Well, <laughs> you probably don't have one made out of fentanyl. Although, I guess you could sit there and say. You know what? That hole there, bondo it up, man. Turn that stuff down into, uh, you know, into a paste. Bondo it, and then get her across the border, and then turn around and tear it apart, and boom, there you go. Mind you, Mayorkas, right? You know the Homeland Security guy who constantly. He's a genius. Oh, he's no, he's he's really vile. <laughs> he's vile because he really should know better. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. And Mr. Secretary, to the point of needing Congress to act, what Senate Republicans are pushing for really right now is very similar to HR two, which passed the House to secure the Border Act, and just to name a couple of things in it. You know, restart construction on the border wall, increase the number of border patrol agents, limit asylum, narrow the president's parole powers. Why is that unpalatable to the administration? I would say two things. One, we've presented um, uh, proposals uh, that address the situation, that provide real practical solutions, and also uh, do not do violence 
to our fundamental values. We are a country of refuge. We do have asylum laws. We do have mm -hmm. refugee laws. We, um, we abide by our international obligations that are longstanding. And so that is my response to that. Some of the uh, proposals are, are reasonable and worthy of discussion. Okay. Others are frankly not. You know, this guy is amazing. Uh, I, I, I listen to him talk, Bill, and I think, what's behind his motive? It's so obvious the guy is a liar. He's, he, is it because he believes in the, the socialism he's trying to spread so much that he's willing to sacrifice his integrity and maybe someday in the future his freedom because he may end up in jail? The guy, is, what he does is, is constant acts of treason. He's already been proven to have been li lying to Congress. He's lied to the American people. He's told them over and over and over again that the border is secure. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. The border is not open, it has not been open, and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. I mean, that's what he said over and over and over again. In the meantime, they had, uh, uh, well, I got a report from Bill Malusian. You know Bill Malusian from Fox News? Right. Uh, he has been on the border, and uh, he... He had this to report yesterday. Listen. The numbers are actually getting even worse. Multiple CBP sources telling me this morning in the last 24 hours, Border Patrol alone has made more than 10,000 apprehensions of illegal immigrants. That does not even include CBP ports of entry. And you can see the situation here in Lukeville behind us. We got well over 800 people waiting in line here after they crossed illegally overnight, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. Once again, it's like deja vu from yesterday. You can see these guys are coming in from all all over the world, a lot of African men, mostly single adult men here. Some of them were setting campfires overnight in the cold, camping out here, waiting to get taken into custody by Border Patrol. But CBP sources telling me in the last 24 hours in this Tucson, Arizona sector, there were almost 2,900 apprehensions, and the Border Patrol facilities out here are currently running 200% of their capacity. That is why there are so many people out here waiting to be taken into custody by Border Patrol. Now, Arizona has a Democrat governor. Her name is Katie Hobbs. She has not yet sent any state resources down here. No Arizona troopers, no Arizona National Guard. That's unlike what we've seen in the state of Texas with Governor Greg Abbott. Well, Governor Hobbs is calling for more federal action when it comes to helping in Arizona. Take a listen. We need the federal government to act and provide more resources, and we've been very clear about that. There's a lot more they could be doing, both the Biden administration, um, and again, uh, I, I know this is beating the drum that we've been beating for decades, but we need comprehensive immigration reform to really thoroughly address this issue. And as people continue pouring into the country, so too are narcotics. Take a look at this image out of Nogales, Arizona, a couple hours away from us. CBP officers at the port of entry there stopping a car and finding over one million fentanyl pills hidden in that smuggler's vehicle. Thankfully, they were able to seize that. Then we want to take you back to this video from yesterday. Take a look at this. We showed you these images yesterday of illegal immigrants pushing through a breach in the border wall that had been cut through by smugglers. This happened right in front of Border Patrol. All these people came 
came spilling through the wall trying to take advantage of the situation. Then a human smuggler looks at our camera, gives us a shrug, and salutes us. Well, uh, GOP presidential candidate, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, reacted to that video. Uh, he posted a tweet which says in part, quote, The cartels are laughing at us now, but they won't be when I'm commander-in-chief. Any cartel operative caught cutting through the border wall will be left stone-cold dead. And back out here live, that goes to one of his campaign promises, essentially saying if they see any cartel members bringing fentanyl in or cutting through the border wall, he will authorize the use of lethal force. And back out here, you can see the situation. It looks like Border Patrol's in for quite another busy day out here in Lukeville, which remains the epicenter uh, of this border crisis. Walk with me a little bit more. You can see campfire set here overnight. They're trying to stay warm. And this isn't the only line of people here. If we can look a little bit ahead, they're keeping family units, women, children, families separate from these single adult men. And then, you know, uh, I said a million dollars worth of fentanyl. I was wrong. I, I, I should have said a million fentanyl pills. Yeah, that that's car. more than a million dollars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. I mean, I, 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 I don't know the price, but I know it's up there. And, you know, you would think that by now we would have some kind of a thing to get it under control. But it seems that all we hear is talk, 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 but it gets worse, worse, worse. As a matter of fact, for every word that they say negative about it, Joe Biden, uh, we get, you know, we get it back fivefold. What the mm. hell are you doing, buddy? Well, uh, it, it's sad. Uh, he has allowed the border to collapse. There's no border. We we are the laughing stock. Has he of the allowed world. it, or did he engineer it? Well, I think that a- actually, I I don't think you can do it by yourself. I, I, no, I mean, I, can, I think he can... did it in coordination with uh, the cartels exactly. and stuff. Uh, it's, it's a coordinated effort. You know, when you, you were know? listening to that report from that uh, muckraker about the Chinese hotel in, in Colombia, uh, one of the guys that he was interviewing got a temporary visa in Mexico on his journey to the United States. How did Mexico give this guy a temporary visa? You know, he, they, they knew what he was doing. Mexico facilitated the whole process by giving him the visa. They should well, have said— how long does it— take to get a visa a temporary one i have no idea i would imagine uh, it would take some time because i would imagine they have to vet you am i right know who you are yeah they have to vet you i mean it's not a an easy ordeal even if you got a squeaky clean background which i do uh no i don't worry about a visa i got a passport i got to renew it but you know to get that thing it wasn't like yeah hey bill we're glad to see all it took weeks about it it took weeks, you yeah. know. I mean, and it's down to even the stupid little photo, you know. They go, "Oh man, that's a millimeter off. Gonna have to redo it." You know, can't give it to you. you know? Well, I, I like I got my passport several years ago, and it took about I want to say eight to ten weeks to get it sent to me. Oh yeah, when I went to Germany uh, uh, on a promotional thing. You know, I sat there, and it, the, the trip came up pretty quick, and they were just sitting there going, we don't know if we can process it that quick because it takes time. And I'm like, going, oh, there's a big line. No, but it takes time because they got to know who who you are and what the hell you're doing. Well, uh, well, they used to be that way. I mean, I don't think they are anymore. And since then, we've had uh, a lot of bad stuff that's gone on. Yep, we sure have. Um Joe Biden uh, has has allowed this to happen, like you mm-hmm. said. He he's he allowed it. He set it up. He worked in in coordination, I'm sure, with Mexico and 
and in Mexico probably worked in coordination with the cartels. You know, it was one big, happy family screwing up our border. And around the world, they look at us and they can't believe it. I, I listened to an interview from uh, Orban, who's the leader of Hungary, and he just could not believe that we had allowed our, our borders to collapse because in Hungary, their borders are, fa- I think the whole country is walled in. I think they put a fence around the whole country. You just can't walk through the through uh, the border in Hungary. No, no, no. Every country in the world has a border that's secure. Right. Except ours. Now, that did not used to be. We were the role model for it, but now, no, 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 no. We've taken down our border, and we've had people flooding. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden admitted to, and I'm going to pull a a liberal thing here and not doubt the exact number, but he's admitted to a certain amount of immigrants that have come across the border. And he goes, well, you know, it's half the number that I really wanted. Actually, it's about a third of the number that he really wanted that I saw in print. So I'm not really doing a liberal thing. There are actual numbers there. I just don't have them in front of me. You know what he reminded me of that. He said, he said yesterday, uh, essentially, um, if you don't give us the money for the Ukraine, you know what they're trying to do, by the way, Congress. And, and I was surprised to hear this, even Mitch McConnell, who is normally unreliable when it comes to things like this, even Mitch McConnell has said, if you don't uh, take care of the border, we're not going to give you the money in the Senate. We're not going to give you the money for uh, for the Ukraine. So Joe Biden turned around on television yesterday afternoon. I saw it. I watched it on national television. He essentially said, if we don't stop Russia in the Ukraine, then we're going to have to have U.S. troops uh, fighting uh, with NATO forces to stop him from expanding into NATO countries. It was essentially a threat, and what I, someone said, you know, that means he, he would probably have to initiate the draft again. Yeah, you know, and, and he and he was saying we're going to put uh, it'll be you it'll be World War Three. He didn't say World War Three, but uh, that's what he said without saying it. Well, you know? okay, let's go back and look at. Uh, we don't have to go through everything, but he's in trouble right now. Um, and what are the Democrats afraid of? We go back to what we talked about earlier about Trump and Hannity, and they're going, because they're going, oh, he, he, he's going to sit there and be a dictator. See, and, you know, they took one line, and actually he clarified it right away. He sat there and goes, yeah, that, that's the dictatorship. First day, I'm going to drill, 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 close the border once and for all. That's it. So it's not a dick, but they took it and expanded it to where, like, oh, they took it beyond the one-day, two-thing thing that he's going to do, and they're worried because they think that he's going to come after him. And I, in a probably a backdoor sense, that's what Sean wanted to hear, um, or everybody wants to hear. Uh, I think there will be consequences if he gets in, but... You know, the Democrats are pretty well, strong. Know, They've got numbers, but a, they're, they're afraid of something. I have they a question. are afraid. I think that if there are consequences, they'll probably be justified. I mean, these well, the, there are people who have done some pretty uh, corrupt things uh, in the name of this administration and gotten away with it. Well, you know, you look at the numbers right now. I mean, Biden's approval ratings, CNN. Thank you very much, guys. I, I think I have. The, I'm looking for those things right under, now. Under forty percent, isn't it? He's under forty percent. He, he's uh, he is. He's tanking. I mean, he, he's about a. De- he's almost a dead fish on the beach. But you know, he's washing up. 
But yeah. then again, uh, and if you look at, well, you I like, like that. That's great. <laughs> but and he stinks still. Oh, but yes. either way, yes. But you know, you look at what's going on. Like they're throwing everything they can. I think I I saw a kitchen sink flying on the news towards Trump from a Democrat launching it. But they're they're throwing everything at him. But his numbers keep going up and up and up. And what that spells is. America sees what you are, Joe. We see what you are, Democrats. Yeah. And they're worried, and that's what they're worried about because they're going, hey, it's up. You got we bl- got to do got, something. You got blacks saying they're going to vote for Trump. You have former Biden supporters saying they're going to vote for Trump. This is a new CNN poll, Bill. It was out yesterday. President uh, Biden's approval ratings continue to fall. Uh, this is the latest one, and it's, it's a— uh, CNN SSRS poll, and it has approval rating at 37%, and it has <laughs> disapproval disapproval rating at 63%. When it comes to the economy, the approval rating is 33%, disapproval rating is 64%. You know, uh, I, was it Al Gore? Uh, somebody uh, who otherwise wouldn't be quoted uh, said one thing. I think it was no, maybe it was James Carville, uh, but yeah, it was yeah. a liberal who once said, "It's the economy, stupid." And and in all honesty, that's true. You know, when it comes to everything in our country, if the economy stinks, when it hurts everybody in the pocketbook, that's when people slow down and start to think about what's going on around them, and that's what's happening now. They're looking around and saying, "Wait a second. I don't have money to pay this bill or that bill. I can't buy that car that I usually buy every two or three years. Uh, I'm in trouble. I can't, my kids yeah. are going to college, and the tuition's are going up, and I, my salary's not increasing. What is going on? Uh, you know, I, and I like it, what you just said about uh, Trump when he was being interviewed. He said, I'm not going to be a dictator except the first day. The first day, I'm going to. There's uh, two things on his gonna, list. Gonna, what the going to clo- close the border, and I'm going to drill, drill, drill. And yeah. I, and the and the audience, by the way, Bill went. They applauded, laughed, and went nuts. And the 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 left, the mainstream media left, the woke left reporters tried to make it to be something that it wasn't. If you yeah. didn't watch it. If you didn't watch it, you you would you'd think, oh, he's talking about being a dictator. No, it was a Trump joke. It was pure and simple. But you know, well, Trump's not allowed to tell jokes. Now, if you if you're stuttering, Joe, yeah, oh, that's a nice little girl over there. Can I borrow her for a little while? Yeah, you know, I want to sniff her hair. Whatever you want, I want to sniff her hair. Oh yeah. Oh God. This is the this is the leader of the free world. Hey, speaking of that, Bill, forty plus interns. You saw this this morning. We talked about it before the show. Forty plus interns uh, signed yeah. a, a letter saying they want uh, the president to work on a peace agreement between Gaza and the Israelis. And you better get to it now. Forty plus. Now they made it out to be a big deal in the press. Ooh, forty plus interns signed a memo well, saying, but they didn't sign their names. They so just, it's a nothing memo. I mean, no, nah, exactly. you could take that. You could take it a lot of ways. Well, would you want to sign a, a memo with your name on it, going against uh, the will of the, the commander in chief who was justly elected, or would you not sign it? But then again, too, I think I would sign it. So, like so many other things, uh, January sixth, even though they're going to go after everybody with that that they can, it's already been proven. 
It has been proven. If you don't believe me, don't go to CNN, MSNBC, or any of those other quack jobs. Go <laughs> and really look for it, and you're going to find out, wait a minute, that footage that we have, we saw, is false. Where would all that, you know, it was just a year ago they were doing this, and they, they, they got rid of all the paperwork? I swear to God, if you go to, if you get called before a judge today and you're sentenced and you sit in there for five years, Five years from now, 20 years from now, they've got all the paperwork or it's digitized. Somehow, all of this stuff, which the alleged lies that we say that they told, was destroyed. Go freaking figure. Hillary, uh, have anything to do with that? I mean, come on. You know, I was listening to uh, with, with one ear. You know, I was doing something and... I was listening. I do with that a, a lot, you know, and I could have sworn I heard Mike Johnson, the Secretary of, uh, not the Secretary of State. I'm sorry, Speaker of the House, uh, say that they were going to be blurring out some images from the January 6 videotapes of people who were innocent bystanders. And I thought, wait a second, that I, I hope I didn't hear that right. I'm going to have to check on that. If that's the case, he's he's doing us a disservice. He's yeah, still, you no, know, you should never do that. You should shouldn't start to mess around with any editing fe features uh, on these tapes. If you're going to release them, release them. Just put them out there. Let the public well, figure out what it, what it was. But I could have sworn I heard uh, somebody say that he's going to do that, and I thought, oh no, you know. But if he, you know, the the thing is, let's say that because we know that they're following anybody that was there that they they've seen. So let's just say, hypothetically, there's an innocent bystander that wasn't seen, wasn't known. Is, are, is the left going to sit there and go, we didn't get that one, did we? Put them on the list, follow them up, find something. Let's plant something on them. Make them bad. Let's distract this thing and tear it apart. See, you know, re getting the real footage and releasing it now that it's been tainted to begin with is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, what needs to really, in my opinion, I mean, it was an insurrection, but um, but it wasn't by the Republicans. It was it was a, a you a, know, a deception by the Democrats. And I think they did it. But I this, think it, the whole thing, it's tainted. Bill, this guy, Christopher Ray, um, he, he's he's a liar and he's an opportunist and he's a socialist. And people say, oh, what do you mean? First of all, let me explain something. We live in a society that is visually uh, attracted to people, meaning it, you have to look the part. And he looks the part. He looks like he's straight out of, uh, out of uh, central casting. This guy looks like he would be the guy you'd pick to play the part of the FBI director uh, in a movie. He has the hair. He has the, the good looks. He has the mannerisms. Uh, yeah, I've often thought that if Eisenhower was running for president today, he'd never have been elected, no matter no, what his qualification. He, he had ball, a bald head, and he just didn't look like it. But nowadays, and this all started with JFK, uh, you had to have style and charisma. Bill Clinton, another empty suit with good looks, and he became president. Uh, so, you know, you got this guy, Christopher Ray, and he's up there telling everybody, all of these lies. He Listen to what he admitted in front of Congress recently, a couple of days ago. Why didn't the FBI just say, hey, the, 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 the laptop's real? Why didn't you just tell everybody the laptop's real? We're not vouching for what's on it. 
But it's real. This isn't a, 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 a fiction. Well, I, I, as you might imagine, the FBI cannot, especially in a time like that, be talking about an ongoing investigation. Second, I would tell you that at least my understanding is that both the FBI folks involved in the conversations and the Twitter folks involved in the conversations both say that the FBI did not direct Twitter to uh, suppress. But others were story. in government. Well, I can't, again, I can't speak to others in government. Now, that's part of the point that I was trying to make because the Fifth yes, Circuit's sir, But opinion, you're the FBI. You're not part of the White House and part of Homeland Security. You're not supposed to be political. You see all this controversy going on. Why didn't the FBI said, time out, folks. We're not getting in the middle of this, but the laptop's real. Again, we have to be very careful about what we can say, especially in the middle of uh, an election season, because that's precisely some of the problems that led to my predecessors' uh, uh, negative findings from the inspector general. Did you hear a gavel? Thank you, sir. Wow, uh, unbelievable. You know, this is the the director of the FBI. Uh, what kind of authority does he have? I would think that he could turn to he could turn to the president probably and say. We can't go in that direction, Mr. President. It's against the FBI's charter. We are not allowed to be doing this. We shouldn't be surveilling American citizens without cause. But he didn't do that. You look mm -hmm. around, and the FBI has been surveilling people constantly, day in, day out, all over the place, uh, You know, wearing their riot gear and, and knocking down doors and arresting pro-life Catholics in front of their families and things like that, and even in a couple of occasions, shooting people in their homes because they mm -hmm. thought they were a threat. I mean, th this is um, his FBI. He's, he's allowed it to become uh, an arm of the executive branch, an enforcement arm of the executive branch. It never should have happened. It never should have happened. But by the way, when you look back at the FBI, to the founding of the FBI, it was corrupt from the beginning. You know, when I hear people say uh, there are a lot of good FBI agents, I believe that. There are a lot of good, well-meaning men and women who join the FBI for all the right reasons and want to do their very best. But the people who run it, almost from the inception of the FBI, have been political and corrupted. Look at J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover was a guy who kept files on celebrities around the country, politicians, movie actors and directors and producers, all of these people. He had massive files so that he could blackmail them and make them do exactly what he wanted them to do. He, got, he, he could strong arm the most powerful politicians in Washington because he had the dirt on him, on them. By the way, in the meantime, this is a guy who had his own baggage. He was a guy who used to dress in women's clothing and he hid his sexual, uh, you know, uh, sexual identity from everybody, from the world. He pretended to be, quote, a G-man. You know, that was the big deal back in the 30s and 40s. Oh, well, you know what G stands for. What's that? Girly. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's really well, what it stands for. That's not what it did, but, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there going, you know. A girly man. If the shoe, if, 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 look, if the pumps fit, you got to wear them. <laughs> well, you know, yes. He, he, uh, he used to have strange 
uh, uh, interest. Let me put it to you that way. But he was the yeah. the guy who quote founded the FBI. He was the guy who was in office uh, in I think he was in office for like forty years or fifty years. He was he Too ran long. it forever. And then, but the the guys who followed up after them, the the real head guys have kind of all been in political. They, and that's not the charter of the FBI. The FBI is supposed to be the uh, definitive and, and and the greatest cr- uh, cr- law, uh, crime enforcement agency in the world. You Should know, be. and and uh, I I I think. What's happening? There's talk of it right now. You probably have heard this too. There's talk that if uh, if, if a conservative uh, administration gets into office, that there will be a, an entire rebuild of the FBI, meaning uh, it, it will be taken down and repurposed. You know, it won't be just as things won't continue as they are, because they can't. They've already proven themselves to be uh, to be manipulated. Well, I think the FBI is kind of like uh, Congress voting to uh, for term limits, you know, for them to sit there and go along with change or the, or the Senate. It's not going to happen. These are, well, they're, they become bureaucrats of sort, sorts, and they're not going anywhere. They're entrenched. So I don't know. And, and I think because the American public, this generation, uh, you know, well, the generations that are alive right now, it's beginning to sink in that we have been – following a lie for a long time and it stinks it's foul it is and we you want know, we you know some people say well why didn't trump um you know press the issue uh about the fraudulent elections in 2020 why didn't he press it harder right after the elections and many people including trump uh, kind of implied well we got to let the people find out for themselves they have to wake up they have to see they have to feel a bit of the pain which is what they're feeling right now with the economy and, and other things. They look around, they see their their country is in tatters, and this guy in Washington, he just continues to uh, try to sell the, the story that he's doing all the right things. By the way, you know when it comes to uh, his wrongdoing with Hunter and uh, misuse of funds and inf- oh, yeah, influence man. peddling, he said this. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to Americans, uh, to Americans that this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment. I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You interact with many of the associates. I did not. They're what? lies. All he can say when when asked about why you know forty percent of the Americans believe that you were corrupted and and you were uh, taking uh, illegal funds, and uh, he's like a deer in headlights in the press conference yesterday, and he says, uh, uh, "I'm not going to comment, but it's all a bunch of lies, just a bunch of lies." Uh, Joe, that's not going to cut it. You're going to have to have a, a stronger well, answer than that. Well, actually, he's telling the truth because, you see, it's a bunch of lies. Because just like his background is education back in, 90, uh, what, 1988, it was yeah. proven that he was telling <laughs> a lie. So, yes. actually, he's just underlying the fact that it's the truth, but he wants to call it a lie because it suits him. But, you know, speaking of him and Hunter... 
And the allegations, a bombshell email came out that connects the dots entirely. And, uh, you know, they're going to figure out a way to distract or or dance around it or find some other. Maybe the the University of Mass shooting, and that's a terrible thing that just broke out. No, that was the, but, that was University of Las Vegas. Uh, I'm Las Vegas, yeah, L&B. I meant, uh, well, because I saw the word mass up there. But, uh, yeah, because that happened, I think, yesterday. And it's still breaking story, big shooting. But And we talked about it before the show. Um, there were but, three people killed. I think that yeah. includes the shooter. Uh, and the, you know who they say the shooter was? A, oh, a disgruntled guy who wanted to be a professor there, and they didn't hire him. I think that they okay. didn't hire him. And they, somebody in, in their hiring department said, this guy's nuts. Don't hire him. And uh, because, and so he went out and got a gun. And, and he, but, you know, Bill, doesn't it strike it you? It seems odd. Yeah. The timing. Kind of, Exactly. It's kind of funny how these always seem to pop up when they're trying to distract the public. Right. I mean, like, yeah, you know what? This guy's an idiot. Uh, we need a distraction. Give that man a gun. Yeah. You know? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and look, you know, look, don't take that as a conspiracy. Well, Knight said this. No, I didn't yeah. say that at all. I'm just saying it's odd. You know, I mean, uh, uh, look, I, you know, you, yesterday you you said to me, isn't it funny when you wake up every day and you look at the news and you go, my God, all this stuff. And, and, and it's, it's, and it's true. It's true. It's like, and sometimes it's really depressing to sit here and, and to talk about it. But, uh, by the way, Mike Pence, you hear what he's doing? Uh, uh Fulton County. Me? Yeah. Fulton County prosecutors put former vice president Mike Pence on a witness list to testify against President Trump in D.A. Fannie Willis's RICO and conspiracy case against Trump. This is according to CNN. You know, um, they I love how they are quick to point, they'll say, Fannie Willis's RICO and conspiracy case. You know, you can label it anything you want. When you are accusing somebody of something, you can... For example, if they wanted to, they could have said, oh, "We're going to charge President Trump with murder." We have no evidence, and there's no victim, but we're going to we're going to charge him with murder because somebody had to die as a result of uh, January 6th. So, yeah, that makes sense. We're going to charge him with murder, and from that point on, every time you read a news story, it would say, "You know, in Fannie Willis's murder case against President Trump." Every time they say these lies. In the news, right. it, it they try to damage Trump. You know, he has been... Well, everything is about... Yeah, that's why I said, you know, I think I saw a, new, uh, a kitchen sink flying out of a reporter's <laughs> hand one day. And it was headed towards Trump. Doc! You know, it was yeah. like, incoming! You know? yes. I mean, this man is the most attacked man. And you got to think about it, just from a logical point of view. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been accused of more crimes than any criminal or combination of criminals in the history of mankind. Oh, I mean, yeah. Genghis Khan was a saint compared to oh, what Al, they Al Capone. Trump Al Capone didn't get indicted as many times as Trump. Yeah. So, you know, what the hell is going on here? You got to sit there and, and, and wonder about it. They keep going after him. But, you know, I guess they think sooner or later something's got to stick. And, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know. They don't. They do control a lot of judges. They do control a lot of the authority. And at some point in time, you know, it's like a Rubik's cube. They're going to get it all to click. Yeah. It doesn't mean you know. They might peel some labels off. Okay, hey, we can get all the blues. Well, you know what they say side. about a blind squirrel? Even a blind yeah, squirrel get, will find a nut <laughs> sometime. Well, you know. Well, yeah, but if the if the blind squirrel is nuts, it's just got to find <laughs> other. 
but, nutty blind squirrels. But all I can stupid nuts. All, all, I, I, all I can tell you is they're throwing everything at him, and he he continues to smile, which has to drive them crazy. He has to drive them out of their mind. Uh, but you know, Bill, have you noticed? There's a lot of talk going around in the mainstream media. They're starting to get a little, not a little nervous, a lot nervous about. Will there be retribution if Trump is president? Are they going to come after the mainstream media? Well, you know, if you've been lying, blatantly lying over and over again for four years with untruths, trying to put this man uh, in in jail and trying to damage him irreversibly, uh, shouldn't there be some kind of justice when he's president? Absolutely. So they, they, you know, they're making it sound like if he gets into office, they're going to unjustly come after them. But it won't be unjustly. It, there'll be a reason for it, you know. You know, they they go after the January Sixers. They keep going back, and they keep trying to make something out of it that it was not. They spin that story. They. Uh, well, you know, they were talking about Trump. Now, the big thing is Jack Smith, you know, and he's going, well, I'm going to take Trump's own words here, you know, and uh, use them against him. And they're talking about when January 6th, you know, well, you know, he didn't, he was denying the election and he wouldn't concede, you know, and that right there is own words. Well, let's step back uh, four or five years. Who was it that was in denial? She was all ready. The barges were out there with the, the fireworks. She knew she won. She knew she had it. She knew before the results were out, she knew it was hers. So that means, well, what did you know, Hillary? Did you know that you guys had set the election, fixed the election, but you didn't do your job right, Hillary? You let one slip, and all of a sudden, Trump won, slipped right by you. And how long did it take you to... You know, you you left your party in a in a fit. It well, took her a long time to concede, and you know, with Bill sitting there behind behind her, going, <laughs> you know, the little jerky smile. Yeah. Well, I you know she refused. Remember at the very end, they said me she should go up into Wisconsin and to uh, campaign because she hasn't closed the door on Wisconsin, and she said, no, I think we I think we're fine. And she lost Wisconsin in 2016. So, you know, uh, a lot of people think it's her own fault. Uh, We're talking about electoral votes. She actually won the popular vote, they say. I don't believe it. No, they don't. I I think that the the system is so corrupt. And that's why I worry about 2024. I hope, I got to think that Trump is aware of what they'll try to do again in 2024. And there'll be some kind of... uh, a system in place to stop it. But, you know, they're See, already, I don't know. they're talking about another pandemic. They're talking about this, a, another surge of COVID that may, may, in, may mean that it's we'll, already have happening. To, we'll have to it's get, already back, happening. get back to mass. We'll get back to mail-in ballots again. Mail-in ballots are really important, they'll say, and because they can manipulate mail-in ballots. They can cheat. I mean, in, well, in the state of Pennsylvania, right, we had, we were supposed to, they sent out, I think they said 180,000 uh, mail-in ballots, and they got 220000 back. How do you do that? 
When you photocopy them and you get, uh, you know, or you overprint them, the guy that drove the truck, they said he was a whack job when he said, yeah, why did I have to go to New York to pick these yes, up? And bring i got to stop at Kinko's on the way home. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Say, i got some blank ones here. Do you have the people with the pen? Oh, i got to pick up some pens, too. Yes. Okay. Oh, let's yeah, do- yeah, no yeah. signatures, though. Let's just get these in, stop, and that's it. Hey, let's break a water main in Georgia, you know, the night the pipes broke in Georgia. Hey, i got an interesting uh, thing to, uh, to read to you. Chris? Crystalina Georgieva. Crystalina Georgieva. Crystalina Georgina. Yes. yes, a Bulgarian economist who serves as the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, big job, said Monday that the IMF wants to see countries implement punishing new carbon taxes to fight climate change. She delivered her dire message to, at the United Nations COP28, COP28, that was that one, I think it was in Dubai. You know, there's a, there's a place that it, it, it's all, its entire existence is dependent upon fossil fuel to be out there mm. in the middle of the desert, right? And no, uh, she, uh, anyway, uh, she delivered a speech at COP28, uh, the climate summit, summit there, uh, where globalists in attendance flew in on private jets and uh, were chauffeured around in their fossil fuel cars. Uh, that's the place where Hillary went there. And by the way, she spoke, and every fact that she was throwing out was a lie. Well, it was a blatant lie. Well, so many people died from this, and so many people died as a re- By the way, I want to play this uh, Georgiana Giovanni. Was it Georgiana? Kristalina Georgieva. I'll get it right. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what she said yesterday. We are a huge proponent of carbon price. We believe that carbon price has the potential of raising revenues uh, in a way that is both equitable because the more you consume, the more you pollute, the more you pay. Mm. And it is also an incentive to accelerate decarbonization. In other words, you would need less money uh, oh. because of uh, consumption and production adapting to it. To it. Oh, it, you know, if you don't think the entire th- world, political environment we're living in right now is, is, is not global, you're not paying attention, they're all connected, mm-hmm. okay? This Kristalina uh, Georgieva, she's the head of the Interna- International Monetary Fund, okay? Her job is not to be talking about the climate, really. But she believes that climate, she called it climate, uh, what did you call climate fund? Anyway, she said yeah. uh, it was, it's climate tax, carbon tax. Carbon tax is what she's talking about. Uh, and I was thinking, I did some checking on this. You know, they make it sound like uh, we're using too much carbon, so we should be taxed, or we're putting too much carbon dioxide into the environment, so we should be taxed. But if we took all carbon dioxide out of the environment, the planet would shrivel up and die. You know, yeah, I I'm mean, trying to find a story right now. There's actually, and I'll maybe research it for tomorrow. But you know, they always talk about carbon, and I'm sitting there going, uh, well, you know, number one, you look at fusion energy. Japan just built the biggest, the world's biggest fusion reactor. Something that was, you know, theorized in the '50s. And basically, that's pretty much carbon-free, and it's a lot safer than nuclear. And they're building another one. The United States is getting into it, too. 
But there's another, um, I forget what it's called, Geo something. There's a gentleman up in uh You mean it's, a, it's not a nuclear reactor. It's like one step below it. I mean, it's fusion, but not... Yeah, I forget what it is. You're taking an atom and you're you're but either way, the way that it's done, it does generate some heat, but it doesn't have the radiation, it doesn't have the carbon. And interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, so you know what? I'll I'll find the stories on yeah. it so I can at least and I'll send it to you. And there's there's actually you can Google it. I was trying to find the text that I got from somebody that talks about it, but somehow uh my phone. That's okay, is, Bill. Uh, listen, listen. It's perfectly okay because we've run out of time anyway. Well, <laughs> let me let me just say one thing. Did you hear? You know, Joe. Of course, he said he's running for president because of Trump. I think he's running from president. He's not running for president <laughs> if, if it's because of Trump. But you know, he said he's doing it and for the sake of our country. Well, that's interesting, Joe. Because what do we got since you've been in office? Inflation, high gas prices. We got crime way up through the ceiling. We got an open border, unrest all over the world. So, you know, that, that goes without saying. Uh, we got uh, higher food cost. Uh, we now have all kinds of bombshell news that Joe is a crook. He is a big crook. Uh, we've got a woke military. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, the military. You know, broken. this list you're reading, Bill, we could do another hour. Yeah. The military is broken. Religion is under attack. Should I go on? Joe, you say you're doing it for the sake of the country? For God's sakes, get the hell out. Don't do us any favors, Joe. Please. I'm just saying. Come on. Uh, and yeah, by the yeah. way, that little quote that you mentioned earlier where I was talking about, I had to dig it up because I know I wrote it down. You know, nothing, nothing like the morning news to get your heart pumping. Yeah. Uh, your juice is flowing and your blood pressure through the ceiling. <laughs> so um, there you go. That's the one. one other thing. Bill Ackerman, who's a billionaire, he's a hedge fund operator. Yeah. Uh, he heard the testimony of those three professors that we aired yesterday, mm -hmm. those three college professors. And he said, uh, no, they got to resign. If this is what, uh, if this is what Ivy League schools, uh, who are charged with educating our best and our brightest, if this is the leadership of these schools, they have got to go. He said, if I had a president in one of my companies uh, answer a question like they answered the question about uh, you know, anti-Semitism, uh, I'd fire them within an hour. They'd be out of a job. And he said, these people have got to go. He t meaning those three, uh, what was the name, uh, the head of uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, uh, University of Pennsylvania, and the president of Harvard. They've got to go because they all answered it the same way, and they answered it uh, about as poorly as you could answer a question. And uh, if you're mm -hmm. wondering what I'm talking about, you can listen to it in yesterday's uh, podcast. We aired the whole mm -hmm. thing. Uh, are we done? Are we finished? Uh, yeah, stick a fork in us, we're done. As okay. Uh, yeah, stick a, yeah. Richard, yeah. Stick a fork Richard in it, we're done, yes. Uh, like, like a turkey. Uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. There's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, jimandbillatmail.com. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, um, <laughs> Carrier pigeon, like you said yesterday. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, if, if it works, <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. hey, at least, you know, you don't have to worry about gas. That's true. Um, uh, anything else you want to add? I know it's been a busy show. There's a lot to talk about today. And, you know, by tomorrow, you'll just have another batch to talk about. So you got to come back. Uh, the news just keeps on happening no matter what we do or say. We can't stop it. If you, you get know? a chance, tell your friends about us because that's how we're growing. And believe me, we are growing. We're getting an audience uh, all around the world. You can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. They're listening in the darndest places. Uh, so uh, we'd like that to continue. All you have to do is pass a link to somebody, and you'll be doing us a big, a big favor. Yeah. You know what? Talk about the show. Share the show. Let everyone know. If you have a comment about anything that we had to say, uh, mail it. It's another day.com. Mail it. Jim and bill.com. Jim and bill at mail.com. And I think that about sums up. What no, 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 no. You forgot one thing. There's one thing you have to, you have to add before we close the show, because it is to some people, the highlight of our show. You know, it takes me a long time before the show to get ready for this. I've actually had to write it down. So I get the words exactly. And right. Boy, he drags this out. Doesn't he? Folks? I really do. But, you know, I can say it real fast, too. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that, too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>